don't have an intro. Me neither. Um, where's the start button? Oh, it's too early in the morning. Here we go. Good morning, fans of the Just Because Cousins podcast, starring my brother from another mother, but the same grandmother, Joseph Neal, and his cousin, uh, me, Jason. Um, today is May the 2nd, and I'm going to say this right now, May the 2nd be with you. Yeah, I said it. And um, I also hope that, okay, I haven't hoped anything yet, so I hope that you're having going to have a good day, you're having a good day, you had a good day, and I also hope that you enjoy today's show. Because we have no fucking idea what we're going to talk about. We're just going to bibble and babble. In fact, normally we start these things earlier than we're starting right now, which means nothing to you, the listener, because, you know, you're listening to, you're listening, you're listening, listening to this at a different time than we do it. Uh, but um, we've already bibbled and babbled each other. I lecture Joe on, on how he is 100% unready to handle the brand new xbox that's coming out here in the next few years he thinks <laughs> he thinks he can handle it but yeah he doesn't i i had explained ray tracing to him folks okay you hear what i'm saying so um that's what we we're babbling out but there's something else i wanted to bring up here first joe but only but after parenthood everyone... parenthood i'm gonna be fine the new xbox oh, yeah. is gonna fuck me up yeah, emotionally gonna... physically physically i'm yeah. gonna be it's gonna it's gonna rock me to the core it's so much so that in four years from now, I'm going to look back and be and won't even remember. You it'll, won't. It'll be so traumatic. Yeah. You'll be like, I think maybe I'm ready for a brand new, a brand new console. And everyone's going to scream, no, you, you ate one of the controllers. What's wrong with you? Yeah. So yeah, I'm uh, trying to bolster myself for the new yeah. Xbox. It's <clears throat> yeah. And anybody else out there? I mean, I don't know if sometimes I like to think of, our show, Joe, as the kind of thing that two people who are in love put on as background to their expressions of love. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? They're physical, squeaky. And then I, I'm pretty sure there's other people who do it for the opposite reason. One or the other of them wants to do some physical expressing. The other one doesn't. And so they put on our show so that no one wants to do anything. You know what I'm saying? Oh. I bet there's both That's out there. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and that just made me think that I bet you there are podcasts out there where people are like, this is a, a podcast to fuck to. I don't, I bet you there is. Maybe. Oh, man. Because <laughs> if I did something like <laughs> it that. It seems like the worst it show does. ever to fuck to. The I can't show, think yeah. of a good show to fuck to, though. Well, I'm thinking what's like. a good podcast to fuck to? I'll probably, um, what's it called? Fresh Air? Some NPR podcast, probably. Because they all got soothing voices and stuff, you know? I mean, when they're not talking about traumatic shit, right? It's like, yeah, baby, today we're going to be listening to the cold thunder. Ba-boom. And then I, if I was doing that podcast like halfway through, I'd just start screaming just to freak them out, you know? Because hopefully they're Even in. like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, now I can't stop thinking about Terry Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Her voice is really soothing. Yeah. But you had you got me thinking like I don't that's not really what I need. And then that got me thinking like what is something good for what what's a good background anything to for fucking and you know the the go-to cliche is like what let's get it on by Marvin Gaye. Yeah, yeah. Which which 
you know, at this point, that I don't that wouldn't work for me at all. It would it would seem like a joke, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I then when I lost my boner, that would then it would make a cartoon noise, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm clicking the in the whole thing in the seems dumb. I'm clicking the background because I'm trying to find something. We we this I've been reminded of this before. So there's a movie called I think it's called The Other Sister. Have you heard of this movie? Yeah, The Other Sister. This is um oh that's that's weird. That's a weird coincidence. Uh Juliet Lewis, right? Yeah, Juliet Lewis, Giovanni Ribisi, right? And yeah. um I, it's, it is a movie that from top to bottom has no appeal to me whatsoever. Well, okay, I shouldn't say that. Giovanni Ribisi has always been intriguing to me, and I think Juliet Lewis is underrated as a as an actor. I think she's actually pretty good and deserves more acclaim. But there's no way I would watch this movie based on the plot, and yet somehow I watch it. I think my dad and I went to um, went to see a movie once, and for some reason this one started right afterwards. We don't know why, but we thought, oh well, maybe we should watch this one too. So we watched it. Really wish we hadn't. You know, an hour and a half would never get back. Not that it was a bad movie. You've seen it, right? But that's a weird movie to get sprung upon you unexpectedly. Is it? Yeah. If I got the if. I'm not sure if I got this right, but the other sister is a love story between two intellectually challenged individuals. Yeah, exactly. They 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 have um, um, some kind of learning disability, the both of them, um, and 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 adding to the uh, adding to the friction is that that's what they have in common. But he is from a very lower class uh, background, and she's from a very wealthy family, and so yeah. they have that frisson as well. Um, the reason I bring it up, though, is because one of the things that was cute about it was they decide that they're dating, that they're going to have sex, right? They decide that's, a, that's what people who are dating are going to do. And they're both excited about it, but they also know that they have mental limitations, so they know they need to prepare. They know that they need to learn as much as they can. And so yes. they get some, like, Kama Sutra books, and they get some other books, and they both realize, they both understand, rather, I should say, that that... You need that having music in the background is good for lovemaking, right? And they're trying to decide what music to to use. And let me see if I can just play it if it'll come across here. If, yeah, the first an ad. Sorry, this is they did not have sex listening to an ad for um, the Boba Fett TV show, whatever it's called. No, this is what they decide to have sex to. <laughs> Actually, this wouldn't be bad for getting started. It's good foreplay music, right? It's already better than uh, Let's Get It On Marvin Gaye. That's right. Whoa. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do it. Come on. This intro is longer than I thought it would be. Anyway. Well, I don't remember <laughs> that whistle. part of the movie, but that is that is really cute. Maybe this is... Okay. There we go. Ah, the fanfare. So, <laughs> this is what they're banging to, right? Here, can I make some, can I do some dirty talk over this? Yeah, go for it. Take it. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Take it. So, Take um, it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Take it. So rude. It is. Do people actually say that? It's like, 
I've heard of the concept of hate fucking, but it's not something I've ever been able to. I'm trying to think of all the people I hate, and none of them do I want to prove it by by fucking. And I'm talking about I'm talking about consensual sex. Like, hey, I hate you. You hate me too, right? Let's fuck. Okay, let's do it. Right? Yeah. We were gonna do arm wrestle or fuck. Well, put on 76 trombones and we'll figure it out. No. Um, so yeah, 76 trombones or um, fresh air or uh, JBC. Those are your choices to have sex to today, ladies and gentlemen. Please choose appropriately. So, I wanted to bring up a few things. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah go Juliette Lewis. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I've got to tell you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I've had to tell you about... Um, I'm going to cut this bitch's tits off. Hold on. Ugh. Where did that come from, dude? Uh, yeah, that's it's really, really terrible. But I didn't... Th- this is the thing. I hadn't thought about Juliette Lewis in a long time. And then I realized I've been watching all these Disney movies. And I want to... I'll, I'll get to it. Just, just hear me out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Juliet Lewis came up because I'm, I, whenever I watch a Disney movie or a Pixar movie, it makes me cry. I turn to my wife and I, and I, and then I look up in the sky and I go, Mickey, because you know, Mickey Mouse, D- Disney just knows how to emotionally get yeah. me every time, right? Yeah. So I scream Mickey to the sky, um, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm like. Mickey and I, I keep yelling Mickey and I realize like <laughs> I get my Mickey yell from this movie yeah. called a natural born killers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> where Scagnetti yells Mickey a lot. I, yeah. At least that was my memory. Right. Yes. And I'm like, I need to, you know what I need to do for the show? I could tell the story about how I, how I yell Mickey every time a Disney movie makes me cry. You know, I yell Mickey in anger. Yeah. And, uh, but what I'll do is I'll make a button of Scagnetti screaming Mickey. There you right? go. And right away, I, I try to look for that on YouTube. And the first thing that comes up is Scagnetti with, uh, with Juliette Lewis outside of a drugstore. And he's screaming, I'm going to cut this bitch's tits off. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm looking for I was like, God damn, that's really not what I'm looking for. And I <laughs> and there's Juliette Lewis. Then, then I was like. I was like, man, look at this. This movie's really great. Juliette Lewis is great in this movie. And so I've been thinking, then I've been watching other Juliette Lewis movies and thinking about Juliette Lewis. And then you brought her up. Well, there you go. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. So there I, it uh, is. You know, Strange that... Association. I didn't expect to hear her name today. Well, there you go. Uh, That's what uh, happens when we in talk that about that. And I had forgotten about that movie in particular. Um, I, how many times did you see that movie? Natural Born Killers? Yeah. Several times. Okay. So. That is a twisted film. It is. I haven't is. seen it again, uh, only just in clips, because I was looking for, you know, Scagnetti. Yeah. What's, what's the actor's name? Uh, uh, Harrelson? Tom Sizemore. Tom Sizemore. Oh, different. Okay. Um, yeah. Skag- the, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. He's the cop, right? Um. Why did I bring it up? Oh, I saw that movie once in theaters and decided, well, that movie was very well done and I'm never going to watch it again, ever. Uh, it was just too disturbing. I did not want to... It is very disturbing. I don't want to pay any respect to to it over having seen it and been done, right? Now, I said that to myself. I also said that to myself about the book um, American Psycho, right? Mm-hmm. 
I read it. And I was like, this is a really well-written book. And I'm never going to read it again because it's just too... I will I will be anticipating the bad stuff and will not be able to pay attention to the good stuff, the, the writing of it, right? I won't get that initial sort of am amalgamation of disturbing and quality writing because I'll be anticipating stuff. So I said to myself, and then years later said to myself, you know, that was a younger me. I'm a little bit more mature now. I think I'll read it again because it is some good writing, right? And I also said to myself, perhaps I should watch Natural Born Killers again, you know? I mean, there are going to be some things I probably missed the first first time. And I can, you know, Oliver Stone is is a good director. So then I reread American Psycho. And I was like, nope, not going to watch Natural Born Killers again. I shouldn't have read this book again. <laughs> Fuck that. It is. It was worse. It was worse than the first time. I did no see things I hadn't seen before, and they were terrible. Now, audience, if you haven't read or seen the movie, see, read, read the book, American Psycho, or seen the movie Natural Point Killers, you should, because they are worth watching or reading or whatever. But if you've already read and or watched them, don't, again, don't, don't, go, go do something else. Go, you know I think you that's really good advice. In fact, I was hesitant to watch Natural Born Killers again because I feel like it might just make me sick. Now, when I was a teenager, when I first saw that film, I think I was taken by like the performances in it yeah. and the just the fucking audacity like the nerve like how extreme it was was something that i was i f i found that it was it was mind-blowing to me and yeah so i i exposed myself to it over and over again like these acting performances are unbelievable the visually this movie is it's so emotionally affecting and extreme that as a teenager, I was like, it, it almost kind of like it set a standard for like for art form in terms of how it just it, it seemed to be pushing the envelope in so many different ways that I was like, good God. And it was it was challenging like my morality and mm -hmm. making me feel uncomfortable morally. And like I didn't, I, it was one of the first experiences that I had had in response to art in that way. Yeah. So I found it. So I did. I would watch it again and again, and the music in it I thought was amazing. And and so I was captivated by that movie and yeah. disturbed by the movie. I like your advice because I feel like if I revisited that movie, it would it would maybe just make me physically ill. I'm thinking about some yeah. of the shit that goes on in that movie. Yeah. And and it's not it's not portrayed in some in a way where you can dismiss the the violence or the cruelty or it it's I think it would yeah I think I would have a hard time with it. I think that Oliver Stone did this balancing act and and again I saw it it was decades ago so I'm misremembering maybe but for 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 my viewing of it the with the beginning with Rodney Dangerfield not only the oh, fact that they God. took this. This icon of comedy, this icon who's who did movies like Caddyshack and that one where he plays the the, the dad who goes back to school, you know, maybe it's called Back to School. I don't know. Um, no, it was called Dad. Was it called Dad? Okay. Um, no, that was like the stupidest fucking joke I've ever told in my life. <laughs> was, <laughs> anyway. that, was that the Go name ahead. of the movie? Good job. <laughs> that wasn't even a joke. I can't even call that a joke. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so they took this guy, Rodney Dangerfield, and, and I can't 
think of anyone who would have been better in the role that he played in Natural Born Killers. Like, and the things he said delivered was such. Uh, he was, he really again talking about underrated actors. To think if someone said to me, Ronnie Dangerfield plays this type of person in the movie, I said, "There's no way. There's absolutely no way." And then they said, "And the way that section of the movie plays out is as a sitcom." I'm like, okay, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my life. And then you watch it, and it, yeah, it doesn't it, look good on paper, but no. it's it punches oh you in the God. gut, goes yeah. through your skin, stomach, grabs your your skin, stomach, your stomach, skin, grabs your entrails, <laughs> and pulls them out. I mean, it was the most visceral thing I'd seen, and it really did set the tone for this movie because it's not as if the rest of the movie was gentle, and you mm-hmm. can't even say it was gentle by comparison. But at the same time, it did. Get you ready and, and probably contextualize your emotions. So it's like, I'm going to fuck with you and keep fucking with you. And I guess that's why I never want to see it again. If you took the Roddy Dangerfield section out, the rest of it I probably could handle. But I can't handle all that stuff together. It's just not, it's 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 not, I don't know what it is. It's but I, And I don't know what it's not, but I'm not going to watch it again. So there you go. Juliet Lewis, folks. Mickey! 76 trombones, blah, 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 blah. Mickey! <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I w- I wanted to talk with you about uh, just just change the subject into mm-hmm. something a little bit more lighthearted. Um, have <laughs> I ever talked to you about Bosco Funches before? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I, I didn't I didn't think so. Have I told you that when I was a kid though, I had. A, a speech impediment where I said all my S's like this and I couldn't stop. I think you, you do you remember that when I was a kid? I remember you were just the cutest kid ever, and so I I don't remember that specifically, but it doesn't it doesn't jar with my memories in any way. So I guess it's I guess I recognize it. <laughs> it didn't occur to me like, well, maybe Jason just remembers that because you were older than me and didn't yeah. you saw me as a little kid running around. Yeah. And I had to go to speech therapy for this. Apparently, okay. it cleared up pretty quickly. Yeah. But every once every once in a while, I catch myself like you know, an S will come through, like like Bosco Funches. Now Bosco Funches, <laughs> it's a <laughs> that's a little kid because I told that story to my wife and she was like. Oh my God, that's really cute that you had you had the speech the same speech impediment as Bosco Funches. I said, "Who's that?" She goes, "That was a kid that had the same speech impediment when I was a kid." And she would always, and she she really thought that this kid was a great guy. Mm-hmm. But all of his essays were like this, and 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 she would. <laughs> this seems rude, but she would be like, "Bosco," and they would both talk like Bosco Funches and and I guess it didn't bother him at all so now <laughs> this <laughs> this is the thing I had the Bosco Funches syndrome uh-huh. and I went to to uh, speech therapy with other kids okay. like I met other kids in my very small town of uh, down on Payne Street in Sevierville Tennessee yeah. and I met this kid I'm going to go ahead and say I can't even. I don't even know if he exists. I'm going to say his his real name <laughs> on the air. Okay. Burke O'Neill. Because you know what, Burke O'Neill. If you hear this, there's no way that you're going to be able to contact me. Well, no. You know what? Go, <laughs> he go could ahead probably figure it out. Yeah, you can you can contact the show. But I would yeah. love to talk to Burke O'Neill. I can't find him on any social media anywhere. The guys. I can't find him on the planet Earth. Burke O'Neill was 
this kid, let me know if I've told you about this before. I had Bosco Funches syndrome. Yeah. But he, in the middle of fucking Sevierville, Tennessee, had an English accent. <laughs> and they sent him to therapy for that? Yes. What the fuck? The, he, yeah, they wanted to correct the English accent. That's now. But you know why would anyone want to correct the Bosco Funches thing either? Well, like, okay, you know, I'm not. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with Bosco Funches. It's super mm-hmm. duper cute. But I can definitely see you know them thinking, okay, young Joe, he grows up, he's an adult, and he's saying, okay, I need you to take these sombreros and I need you to put them over there on the tables because when the people yeah. come in to buy their tacos, I can see. Them thinking that's not good. Whereas if a person's saying, I say, oh, chap. None of these fucking tacos have any refried beans. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Whereas a person was like. You're fucking stupid idiots. (laughs) (laughs) If you wouldn't mind terribly putting a more uh, cheese sauce on this quesadilla, good chap, then I do believe that sales will go through the metaphorical route. That's fine. In fact, I think I believe the ratio between refried beans and cheese and sour cream on this taco is phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So why would you now did he talk like that because his parents were from England and he grew up a little bit there and just picked it up? Or did he just watch a lot of Monty Python when he was little or what? I'm glad that you're curious about that because I had no fucking clue, nor did I care when I was you know, all Bosco Funches is out when I was a kid. Yeah. I just became friends with this kid because it, it, it blew my mind. I figured out why he had an English accent like the other day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when I was thinking about this shit. Huh? Okay. He was in a Mormon family. Okay. One of the few Mormon families uh, down on Payne Street. Yeah. And, and he would bring me over to his house where he had 13 brothers and sisters. Damn. And and it seemed to me, from my perspective, like the oldest one was an adult and the youngest one was a brand new infant. Yeah, that's how Mormons you know? are. I, I went ahead and I said that. I'm 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 not anti-Mormon. No, I am. I'm anti I'm every surprised religion. at you. <laughs> I am. I'm anti every. Yeah, that's how Mormons are. That's true. Know. No, they're Mormons. Any individual Mormon might be a decent person, but in general, that religion is about oppressing um, women. And um, anyway, go ahead. That's yeah. I feel comfortable judging that culture and many yeah. others. Yeah. Hold on a second. Okay. Burke O'Neill had a trampoline in his backyard. <laughs> Jesus, and this I was is very, the best story one, ever. I, well, yeah, it was great. You know, I think at the time, so I must have been seven or eight or something when I was getting my speech therapy and I met Burke O'Neill. And uh, he's like, well, hey, good chap. Why don't you come on over and jump on my trampoline that was like that was a really bad english accent anyway burke (laughs) o'neill brought me over and it it occurs to me now that when you have 13 kids you know trampoline there's pros and cons there yeah like having a trampoline the the you're keeping the kids busy that's a good thing but like how many kids it seems like a kid could uh break a bone pretty easily and there's a bunch of kids all over the place and all these kids were bringing their friends over It, it seems like a huge like dangerous situation. I, yeah. I hate to be. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> he, he brought me over to his house and it seemed, I never really met his parents and, mm-hmm. and it seemed like his parents, you know, the, there's only so much attention to go around. That's a weird thing about having that many kids. It's like, okay, he, he didn't seem to, to interact much with his parents at all. 
<clears throat> I understand now retrospectively. He was also like, "Hey, you want to uh, you want to go watch a movie?" And he had a VHS, and we went into <laughs> check this out. We went into this little room, and he put in a VHS, and he watched Mary Poppins. Ah, yeah, and he seemed to have Mary Poppins memorized. Yeah, like like it was a song. He was performing the entirety of the movie for me, and uh, it occurs to me that that. He learned how to talk through uh, Dick Van Dyke's horrible British accent when he was a kid. I want because his parents had very little time for him. But I'll, Dick Van Dyke had a I lot want Burke O'Neill to find out. I, I want him to hear this. I want him to call up the show or write or telegraph or whatever. Um, telegraph, telegram. Just contact us. I want Burke O'Neill to tell us the. The story that he never lost the accent. Screw those speech therapist Nazis. That in fact it became even more thick, and now he speaks with such a, a thick accent no one can understand him. That it just got in defiance. He just got just more and more Cockney, and now he's like, "Hey, you don't know what the vice is." I'll you know, I can't do it. But he turned into like Johnny Rotten. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Wasn't there an SNL sketch about um, accents so thick that they couldn't understand what people were saying? Um, I feel like there were several SNL. I think I feel like I saw one just the other day with uh, Bill. There's Hader. one recently I thought uh, where the the Scottish accent was so thick, and it was um, that <laughs> yeah they were doing Scottish accent with like a air traffic controllers, <laughs> nobody could understand them. They were trying to land a, a a crashing plane or something. It was really funny. In fact, it made me want to be able to do that. Like I want to I want to be able to put on a Scottish accent and speak in that dialect. Like so hard that uh-huh. nobody knows what the fuck I'm saying. I would love to be able to do that. In fact, I'm glad glad you brought that up because I'm actually going to try. You I'll should see. do that. Here's the one I found. This is so um, much fun. The critics are raving. <laughs> British, extremely British. I didn't understand what they were saying. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> From the producers of Sexy Beast, The Red Riding Trilogy, and Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Thursday, Thursday, you! I am the <laughs> That's awesome. I just now realized yeah. this. I've seen that clip like 18 times. That was um, Russell Brand, and he managed to say the word cunt on SNL on TV and got he away did. with it. He's, wow. That is... I had a lot of respect for him before, but now it's just like, oh, wow. I know we're bouncing around a lot, but you just made me realize I tried to get my wife to watch this Steve Coogan movie and Alan Partridge movie. Are you are you familiar with Alan Partridge? He um, he was the uh, amongst he's a musician, but he also produced some of the uh, albums. Uh, How's that band? Pink Floyd. And right? he's a producer, right? No. Steve Coogan. No, no. Alan no. Partridge. Oh, <laughs> Alan Parsons. <laughs> we really are all over the place. What an but, idiot. Yes. No, Partridge. He was the... Uh... Alan Partridge is a Steve Coogan character. Okay. Um, and I love Steve Coogan. He, he, he's just a great guy. I don't know how much of his work that you've seen, but Alan Partridge is like a long standing character like he's been performing this character for like 20 years or something. And I wanted my wife to see how funny Alan Partridge was. So I put on, I think a movie from 2011 or something, some Alan Partridge movie. 
and she was looking at me like what are you doing to me because a lot of the the british accents in the movie were so intense that she did, couldn't understand them yeah so. <laughs> but you know what Steve Coogan, he pulled through for me because she ended up laughing her ass off. Chief DJ with Radio Smile at St. Luke's. but it's in quite good condition. He makes a point of returning every February. Has anyone never heard of me? Right. It's very rude to say After replacing Peter Flint as the presenter of Scouting. Sorry. Yeah, I see that. I recognize him. Yeah, that's Alan Partridge produced. And that that movie is really funny, by the way. Alan Partridge, I think it's called Alpha Papa. I don't okay. know what the fuck that I'm not sure where that title came from, but you know what? He pulled through, but by the end of the movie, there's a couple of scenes in that movie where I laughed so hard I couldn't breathe. Okay. And so I, I'll recommend that one to you too. I Alan will, Partridge. I will look that up. I'm going to remind you since we're bouncing around when we were on a zoom call recently with the fam, yeah. um, I recommended to you something. Now, did you watch it? Uh, you have to remind me what it was. What did you recommend? It was running through the forest away from Shia LaBeouf. Oh no! Damn it! Oh. I didn't. Okay, so I had almost. And that's a funny song, right? It's uh, the video. Yeah, it, there's a video goes with it, and I can't even. I don't listen. Even, that's my homework because we're going to do yeah. another show tomorrow morning, right? There you go. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Okay, so. Okay. Hey, Ran um, through the forest with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Hey, man, I, w- I wasn't done with my Bosco Funches shit, but oh, okay. But, uh, keep going then. Let's do this. Let's keep going with the Bosco Funches. That's what today's show is going to be called, by the way. Bosco Funches. Awesome. So, I mean, obviously, <laughs> yeah. right? So, on the when it comes to speech, and if you want to call them speech impediments, I don't know. That's that's semantic. But uh, Burke O'Neill. I've made a lot of assumptions about your family and how you were raised and and. You know, I hope you didn't take offense to this if you heard it. Um, and then I'm thinking about the word. I was I was on a Skype with your dad or a Zoom with your dad, Jason. Yeah, not and not Burks. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but the, this is along the same. We're on the same topic here because yeah. he said, "Empty." <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to check in with you. Because it, it occurred to me right when when your father, Dangerly Daniels, was like, I can't even remember in what context it was. He was just like, you know, that was, it was empty. You know, and I was like, whoa, empty. Okay. And then I realized, yeah, my dad says empty too. I know I've heard him say that, empty. I don't think I've ever said empty. I don't know if I've ever heard you say empty, but are, are you aware of this? Do you no. have any thoughts about that? It's a, it's a kind of a, it's a speech pattern that, that is present in our fathers is it and i don't i don't know what region it comes from is it an oklahoma thing or like what part of our family and where so empty like a a, a different pronunciation of empty yes okay empty. empty empty yeah and i so i called my dad and i i <laughs> i said i wanted to just test and see where he's at with this pronunciation and my wife was like, "Well, I'm just going to ask him to pronounce it." I'm like, "Well, you can't say you can't say empty. You can't say, "Hey, Daryl, pronounce empty," because then he might actually just ape you. He might he might just mimic you. Him especially, yeah. Empty, you know, because I think that he goes back and forth. My dad goes back and forth between like the the accent of his childhood and like a more kind of. I, I think. 
I think his his speech patterns have changed. Yeah, well, I think it's true for probably most people, right? Everybody has different colloquialisms that they use around certain people, and certainly speech patterns and uh, pronunciations and stuff. Sure. Yeah, and so I feel like he doesn't say "ampty" all the time. He only says it sometimes, and he Uh and he also says like "warsh" and "Washington." Yeah, and like I stepped on this bed bug, and I. I stepped on this bug and I squashed him. Yeah, and he, he, but but most of the time he says squash. You remind wash, me of something. I'm, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. You're okay. on that Zoom call. Your wife said a word that made me think she might be from the Midwest because um, she said uh, <laughs> roof instead of roof. She said roof. She said something 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 roof. up on the roof. Okay, I was like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm as far as I know, she's not from the Midwest. With all of these little, you know, I don't know what you call them. Uh, I don't know, v- variations on, yeah. on pronunciations of words. And so, empty. I wanted to test my dad. My wife's like, I'm just going to tell him to pronounce empty. I'm like, no, then he might pronounce it right. Yeah. So, I, I, so we said, okay, dad, what is the opposite of full? Mm-hmm. And he, I could almost hear the gears in his brain like churning. Yeah. And he thought, he thought it was like a trick question. Of course, yeah. Or... And then he started feeling like an idiot because he couldn't he couldn't come up with the answer, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear <laughs> triple threat Carrie Christ, his wife. Yeah. Actually, you hear her go, the answer is empty. <laughs> <laughs> and dad goes, empty. It's it's empty, right? Is is that right? And and he pronounced it right. Yeah. Okay. So then I had to go into all right, Dad. I wasn't trying to like this. wasn't a, a mind fuck. This right. wasn't like some sort of, <laughs> you know, what's the opposite of full? I think he was trying to come up with like a profound answer. Or yeah, something. like hungry or you know, or yeah. or barren. Yeah, I got you. Well, it turns out, yes, he said empty before, but normally now he says empty. Okay. And are these things that stand out when you talk to your dad? No. Do you do you notice? No. How he pronounces words? Empty. I, I don't. I, Does that I, sound like a thing that he would say? Okay, he it, it, says it. it doesn't sound like a thing he would say, but I might just be used to it. That's true. So, um, you know, th- that could be what's going on. Empty. Now, I can't. I, I am fascinated by that sort of thing. Um, the wife and I were in uh, uh, Seattle, Washington, a couple months ago. Well, last year. I shouldn't say a couple months ago because it's lockdown, but <clears throat> last year. Um, and. We were fascinated by the way people said the word. Um, well, here I will spell it, and then you say, it. "How do you spell? How okay. do you say the word B A G? Bag. Yeah. Now use it in a sentence. I mean, it doesn't be anything weird. Just I'm gonna put this brand new dildo in this bag and okay. take it with me on my next trip. So in in Seattle, Washington, if you were to like go into a dildo store, and you know, there's like. Um, Here's your dildo. Do you want your receipt or do you want me to put it in the bag? In the bag? Yeah, bag. It's bag. It's almost like they're begging you, bag. Yeah, and I just I just think bag. that's interesting. Yeah. I've um, heard, I don't know where what region this is from in the United States, but there's also like bag. Bag, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's a, the, the great thing about these I, I get accents or dialects, whatever you want to call them, is that they're more interesting to me when they're exaggerated beyond all usefulness, you know, like, <laughs> like if, if our dad say empty, I'm trying to imagine, Oh, 
a sentence where that would sound normal. Like if you said, uh, pardon me, sir, I seem to have an empty gas tank. You know, it's not going <laughs> to... Yeah, everything where it's it it doesn't even jibe with the rest of the of the the sentence. Yeah, it, it, it stands out. It comes out of nowhere. Yeah, I here's a, some more things. I don't know where this comes from. I remember there was a a person I knew that couldn't say drawer. Yeah, they could only say jor. Jor. J o r e. Yeah. Like jor. Yeah. Well, and then there was this one guy I was in a band with where we would be playing. I'm trying to think of a good context. He couldn't say it when he was trying to say it's your turn. He, oh man, this bugged the shit out of me. He'd be like, "Hey Joe, it's your churn. It's your churn." So it'd be like a hard ch sure. and like a long ch. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I think it's you know playing cards and like it's your churn to go, Joe. And I'm like, Ugh, fucking just use a T. Just use a T. Jesus. Well, I guess since we're on this subject, and I'm gonna. Try to use it to do some transitioning here. How much time do we have left? Let me click over here to Audacity. Uh, we got yeah, we got twenty three minutes left. We got less time. Um, uh, you know, I have I have a son. You're you're going to have one, and it's fun when little kids mispronounce things, right? Like um, mm -hmm. my my little boy, he he pronounces uh, it instead of breakfast, it's breakfast, breakfast, and unfortunately, breakfast. It, and this <laughs> might. This might be how the Bosco Funchers thing gets developed because we don't correct him. In fact, we say it to him. He'll be awake in, in about an hour, and I'm going to say to him, what do you want for breakfast? Because it's just cute as hell, right? And he's going to say, well, this is what I want for breakfast. Yesterday was my parents' anniversary. So I said, all right, buddy, we're going to practice saying happy anniversary. And he said, happy anniversary, right? Also cute as hell. Right? And 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 that makes sense. The B and the V, that that is confounded very easily and in some languages in fact i believe in spanish certain um dialects or accents of spanish the b and the v are interchangeable um but anyway so i said to sure. him i said that's really cute and that's how i want you to say it but let's just practice try saying an of anniversary with a v and he said it. he's like anniversary what big fucking deal dad geez chill out and then mm -hmm. he he said that and then it's you know as soon as he got on the call with uh, the zoom with um his grandma and granddad, he was like, happy anniversary, bursary, bur and he just kept saying bursary over and over again, like, fuck you, dad, bursary. Wow, he really leaned into it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> that was a fuck you, dad, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was, Ooh. which is why I love him so much, which is really good. Um, but here's how I'm going to do a really awkward transition, okay? okay? I wanted to talk about something at the top of the show because I like to introduce stupid topics that either take up the entire hour or disappear immediately. And I'm afraid that Okay. I've already overhyped this. So uh, as everyone knows who listens to the show with any regularity, I like to click a lot in the background. It pisses Joe off. And so sometimes I do it because I can't be bothered to, you know, acquiesce to Joe's <laughs> wishes. And sometimes I do it just to piss him off. And sometimes I forget. But um, I, I was I was looking at some stuff. My suspicions are, are, are confirmed. Okay. I had, I had a feeling maybe some of that was was uh, passive aggressive anyway yeah. go ahead yeah so um i'm clicking through and there's this i think we've talked about bikini baristas before right have we talked oh, about yeah. those yeah okay so i'm looking at this picture of a bikini barista in i think oregon and i've been alarmed because she seems to still be working throughout all this lockdown stuff which means you know she's getting breathed on by 
not just customers, but perverts, right? These are people, and I say that with love because they're my people. Perverts are my people. I'm a pervert. They're a pervert. Anyway, look at this picture, and, and she's wearing clothes, and she's cute and all that good stuff, whatever. And then I notice, like, in the ingredients that she's got down there that she makes the drinks with, there's um, uh, protein drinks. Like, you get at Costco, like um, the little... They're protein. They taste like milk, but they're protein. You know what I'm talking about? What is it called? Yeah, yeah. They're they're like insures. Yeah, like Except that. They're they're not for senior citizens. They're just for consumption. Of, you know, yeah. everyday adults. It's like society. a meal replacement shake. Whew. And except it's the Costco brand, I can see clearly that it's the Costco brand. And it just struck me as like, why do they have, you know, meal replacement drinks, at at a at a bikini barista stand? I mean. Like if you go to the, who's going to the bikini barista stand to get something healthy? You know, who's going to be like, hey, babe, I really like that top you're almost wearing. By the way, thought I'd skip lunch today. Give me one of them protein mm -hmm. drinks. That's not going to happen. Okay, so that's that's bad enough. Next to it on the thing is something I'd seen before, which is an almond milk, a carton of almond milk. And it's apparently there's a brand called Barista. Barista is a brand of almond milk. Now, that makes sense. You go to the Bikini Barista. You're like, um, hey, how's it going? I know I've been here eight times today, but it's because I'm thirsty. It's not because I like looking at your boobs. I swear to God. Um, mm. I'm going to need another latte. This time, almond milk. I don't want to get fat. Right? That makes sense. Okay? So here's the disturbing part. I'm looking at all this stuff, right? I am not looking at the girl. I'm looking at her ingredients. Right? And then I okay. see above the ingredients is an iPad. Okay, and I think it's how she does the um, the the does the order, right? You know, like you you say, "Give me a latte," and she's okay. Give me a credit card, and she swipes it through the thing on the iPad, right? But here's the deal: it's got a case on it. This iPad has a case on it, right, to keep it safe, right? So if she drops it, right, she's like, "Hey, I'm gonna show you my butt real quick." Oops, I dropped the iPad, and then she bends over, picks it up, but the iPad's not cracked. Here's the thing: it's the exact same rubberized case that we have put on an iPad for my four-year-old son to use on occasion. It's a child's iPad case cover, Joe. Okay. Are you are you hearing you hearing how this is disturbing? Here's this very attractive woman, and I get to say that she's attractive because that's her job, right? I've never met her in real life. I'm sure that she's a compassionate, warm, intelligent, uh, interesting person. Maybe she, she studies bees, right? She's putting herself through college to study bees, which are very, very okay. important. Bees are important to the world. If we lose the bees, <laughs> is, we lose it, is everything. Is it not okay to just say that somebody's attractive anymore? I, I think like, that that if, if, if qualify that, yeah, I think I think that if you say if that's your primary reason for discussing a person, outside of the context of that's their job, you know, like a bikini barista, maybe she makes a really good latte, but that's not why people come up to these places, right? It's because she's she's pretty. That's okay, but I'm also suggesting, yeah, but but yeah, if I were to say. Like you, you earlier told a story about um, Burke, no Bosco Funches, and how your wife would say to him, "Hey, Bosco," and he and he wasn't upset by this. Now I could have said, "Yeah, anytime a cute girl says your name, you're gonna like it," but that's not fair. When whatever age, <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever age Laura was when she was making friends with Bosco Funches, um, I'm sure that she was the same. And this is true intelligent compassionate interesting person and bosco's like hey my intelligent compassionate interesting person is gonna hang out with me and i'm happy about that so that's what i'm getting why you can't just say people are good looking you have to say you know that they have deeper qualities right 
Okay. So anyway, all of this was a bunch of nonsense for no reason that I'm not looking at this woman's butt because that's what's on display in this picture. I'm looking at this child's iPad and it's just not... <laughs> Joe, you remember before the show started, we told you that you're not going to be prepared for being a dad and you were like, yeah, I am. And why would people be mean to me about that? This is what I'm talking about. This is exactly what I'm talking about. I've been a dad for four years, and I had no way to predict that someday I would be unable to become uh, physically aroused by a scantily clad woman simply because she's got the same fucking iPad cover as my son. And that's not fair. It's very distracting. <laughs> you, yeah. you became fixated on that. Yes. And it's 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 not fair, and I wish he hadn't been born. No, I'm kidding. I love the guy. Um, but all of that was supposed to be a transition away from... I don't remember. What were we talking about before? We were talking about like speech impediments or, or d- different uh, word pronunciations. Right. Well, this mm-hmm. woman lives in Oregon. I don't know how she sp- speaks, but what I wanted to talk about at the top of the show was dreams. Okay. Yes. I've never had a dream okay. about this girl. Um, I probably now won't because my brain will confound her pasties with this laptop cover and like I'll have a dream of my son wearing pasties and. I won't know what to do with it because on the one hand, that's really, really weird. But on the other hand, I want to encourage his self-exploration. I don't want to tell him he can't wear pasties if that's what he's into, right? Yeah. I can't I can't say I no. I did just get an image of your son wearing pasties. Yeah, and that would like, be... Doing a little dance because yeah. if your son had pasties on, he would turn that into a comedy performance. He would. A dance and song that would blow all of our fucking minds. And I'm not kidding at all. That's yeah, not no, even would. a joke. No, he's... I mean, bragging about kids, I, I mean, everybody does this, but, you know, I think, did we show you the video we took of him singing Underwear Hat? Underwear Hat. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, yep. exactly. That's the thing. And I'm he was using his belly as percussion. Yeah. He was really getting down. He meant it. He meant it. Yeah. He so Pasties is not out of... Underwear Hat. Exactly. Pasties is not out of the realm of possibility for my kid. But um, dreams. So I, I don't know dreams. if I'll have a dream about, about this. This nice young lady, and I hope not to, both for her sake and mine. But here's what I want to bring up. It's personal, Joe, but I'm going to do my best not to talk about the actual content of dreams because that's boring, right? We've talked about that before. There are exceptions, of course. If you say, I, I had a dream that a bikini barista was president of the United States, and she said we should all eat asparagus. You know, it's like, okay, that's useful information, right? Although that reminds me, you know what? I think all... Poison should be made with asparagus. Just occurred to me. Why? Well, because then you couldn't secretly poison a person over a long period of time, because then they would know, right? Okay. Because they would smell it in their pee. They're like, "Why does my pee smell like asparagus? Maybe my husband is trying to poison me." Anyway, that's I'm, that's a completely different subject. Anyway, dreams. So, for the longest time, I think I brought this up before. For the longest <laughs> time, Joe. I've had this affliction, and I say, like, for last year or so, where it's like, I'll just randomly remember some random dream I had for no reason, right? It's not like I see a fish, um, and I go, oh, remember that dream you had where you were a fish and you you ate uh, the Empire State Building? No, no. It was just random, like, crazy-ass dream. And Mm -hmm. anything can trigger it. In fact, if I want to, I can sit down and just start to free associate my head. And eventually I get to a thing that locks in and goes, okay, you did dream about that. You know, I could be like barista, uh, balcony, um, hotel, uh, uh, hotel concierge, 
concierge, confetti. Oh, you remember that dream you had where you were confetti and you ate the Empire State Building? See, that'll happen. Right. Right? So that's been going on for a while, and that, I don't know if other people do that, but that to me was disturbing. Okay, so a couple days ago, I had a dream, and in the dream, that happened. In the dream, I remembered a dream I had, okay? Oh. Yeah. Now, I don't think that's too outlandish, right? Because dreams can be no, about that's real well things. within the realm of, of right, possibility. Right. So uh, I woke up, and I remembered this, and I had to do some brain checking. I was like, okay, you had a dream that you remembered a dream. Now, in the dream, did you remember a dream you actually had? Or did you make up the dream that you were remembering, and now you think you had the dream, but you actually didn't, right? Oh, right. Yeah. It, it completely confuses your memory of of what was a real dream, or was it a was it a a false remembered dream within a dream? Right. And now you yeah. can't remember. And then, because I had that thought and it messed with me, the next night, the very next night, I was I had a dream, and in the dream, I didn't remember a dream i remembered that i had a dream so i didn't remember the dream i just remembered like i could be remembering this conversation i haven't told you what those dreams were but i'm telling you that i had them and in this dream i remembered that i remembered a dream okay so that when i woke up i had to think okay what was the dream that i dreamed i remembered i dreamed that i remembered and then i remembered in my head oh i know what i had I knew what dream I was referencing that I didn't actually think about in the dream. And then just the idea that I'm remembering a dream that I had a dream that I remembered having, but I still don't know if I actually had that dream or just now I'm, remember, I'm making up the memory. That really messed up my head. Okay. So my head <laughs> is... Because you really wanted to get to the bottom of it. I really wanted to know what the fuck's going on. And you realized as you were thinking of it that perhaps you would never get to the bottom of it. Yeah. And I might even like, dream... You, well, you weren't going to understand... You weren't going to solve this mystery, I'm guessing. Yeah, it was just all these meta levels. Okay, so then, like, the next night, things just went off the deep end. Okay, we've joked about how awful that scene is in that movie with Sam Neill where he comes back from hell and it's in space and there's a moment where you get to see hell and there's lots of barbed wire and sex, right? Yeah, yeah. people, What's like, the... eating arms and yeah, screaming and blood that... everywhere. That little f- ripping out their own eyeballs, stuff yeah. Like that. that little that little flash, and you see it for like what three seconds in the movie, um, and it's spliced together with like dozens of little mini images. So it's all people, it's all action. It's not just pictures; it's all action. But it's it's just so fast that it's it just makes more of an impression than an actual memory. You, you can remember bits and pieces like we just did, but it's not like you can tell a narrative right based on this memory. So the next night. I had a I had a series of dreams that were melding into each other and they were all like that that movie like that Sam Neill shot with the horror and the and the thing but none of it was visceral or bad it wasn't like I had a dream about arms being pulled through people's eyeballs and people eating snakes and pooping out gorillas or anything like that it wasn't it was all benign stuff <laughs> But it was terrifying. Now, that day, this is what I had done. I had gotten up in the morning, and I had eaten some Activia. Are you familiar with Activia? Activia is a probiotic yogurt. Okay. Yes. And and I don't know if you ever saw Dune. You remember in the movie Dune where they could, like, bark into a, a device and their, 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 their words would become a weapon? 
Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. If we had that here on Earth, the phrase probiotic yogurt would be like the nuclear bomb. You could, you would, it would against the law to say it into this device. That's how hard a phrase probiotic yogurt is, right? It's just okay. seriously like go up to somebody, I don't care what language they speak, and shout in their face probiotic yogurt, and they will fall over. <laughs> They'll, right. they'll die. They won't die, but they'll wish they died. They'll fall right over, right? And so um, I ate this. I also got this image of probiotic yogurt. For some reason, I just – I feel like probiotic yogurt, and it's called Activia. And so I, I feel like that yogurt just immediately makes you shit your pants just just right away. <laughs> well, luckily for me, it didn't. And the reason I ate it is because I was reading this article about about um, gut flora and depression, and they done many studies, and they don't have a, a causal relationship figured out yet. But they did see in that this one that uh, a lot of people who are depressed don't have this particular uh, strain of bacteria in their gut. A lot of other people do that they don't. And again, they don't know if it's like being depressed means you wipe out that, or not having it so it makes you depressed, or if it's just coincidence or whatever. But it occurred to me, you know, hey, maybe I should start eating some probiotic yogurt, get some bacteria in my gut. It's either that or a fecal transplant, which, by the way, someone told me you can get home kits for. Fuck that. One, I don't want a fecal transplant. Two, sure as shit, no pun intended, doing it myself. What the fuck? Yeah. Where you Look, get- if, if I'm going to have somebody else's turd stuffed up my butt, I I would want to do it myself. I don't you, want somebody else to do oh, that. Oh, I would so want. So I appreciate the, the home kit. No. So I can stuff a turd up my own ass. No, Thank I'm you. not. Uh, uh-uh, no, no. In fact, in fact, the only th- way I think I could cotton having turd shoved on my butt is if I went to some sort of like drive-by, like b- bikini turd shoving service. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe a bikini barista type of yeah, individual yeah. could right. stuff stuff that turd in your butt. Yeah, but but it would all be above board. I mean, it wouldn't be for pervert reasons. It'd be for health reasons. And fecal transplants aren't a thing. I'm not. We didn't make that up for this show. I mean, it's a legitimate medical no. um, procedure, and it actually is yeah, to improve the the flora of your gut. Right, right, and and the mm-hmm. flora in your gut is just a. It's so important to all of your health systems, including the fact that most of the um, I think it's serotonin in your body is in your gut. Right? Is it serotonin? I think mm-hmm. it is. Um, but anyway, so I ate this Activia to get some some like a billion bacterial cultures going in my gut. And then later that day, I had a scotch, all right? I drank some scotch. We helped some people who got pregnant. We helped watch their kid while they were pooping out the second kid. And uh, to say thank you, they brought my wife cupcakes and they brought me some 12-year Glenfiddich or Glenfiddich or okay. Glenfiddich. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, so I drank some and of you that. Had, and you had had some Activia earlier in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. So that when I went to sleep, I'm thinking about pants shitting again, but I, I want to see how this okay. turns out. So I went to sleep. Now I've had two days of weird meta on top of meta inside of meta dreams. I've had yeah. all these inception new, shit, inception shit, right? I've had all these new gut bacteria, which have an effect on your brain introduced into oh. me. And I'm drunk on some fairly decent scotch. I mean, not the best in the world, but certainly not rock gut, right? It's pretty good stuff. Um, and so, the dreams that night were, like I said, they were from that Sam Neill movie, except instead of it being gross things, it was like like I'm staring at wallpaper and I can't move my left arm. My right arm is fine, but I can't move my left arm. And I really want to move my left arm for some reason. I'm just And I'm just crying with frustration that I can't as I stare at this wallpaper, except take that, apply it to the emotional reaction to watching people pull razor blades out of their nipples, and like in that movie, and, and it's that kind of yeah. dread, but it's 
but it's not that. It's 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 wallpaper and my arm won't move. And it was like that for like four hours while remembering all of the dreams that I couldn't remember if I remembered having or not. Such that when I woke up the next day, and this is true, I was dizzy, I was confused, um, I I couldn't see straight, I couldn't walk straight, I was babbling about stuff. I like my wife's cooking sausage. I said, what are those? She said, they're sausages. I said, they don't look like sausages. She said, what they look like? I said, they look like meat patties. And she looks at me like, what the fuck's wrong with you? (laughs) Okay. Anyway, this all happened. And the thing is, Joe, this thing is, is that nothing you do is in a vacuum, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I'm totally on board. Nothing a person does is in, in a vacuum. In order to begin this anecdote of colossally stupid proportions, I began by looking at a picture of a Bikrini barista in order to explain this protein shake, this barista almond milk, and this child's iPad cover. But I haven't clicked away from the picture as I told all this. So as I'm telling you the story about terror and dread and remorse and yogurt. I'm staring at her ass the entire time. So now, let's just say I happen to be in Oregon, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's just, eh, whatever, I'm in Oregon. I happen to be driving along. It's like, I think I could really use a, you know, a Frappuccino about now. And I pull into this fleeing and I, oh, happens to be Bikini Barista. I didn't realize. And happens to be this particular Bikini Barista person. Didn't even think of coincidence. And she turns around, she drops, you know, the, the Da Vinci maple syrup that she adds to drinks and then her ass is on display i'm gonna get this is gonna be my flashback i'm gonna have nightmares inside of nightmares in the moment of talking about this and to you and yogurt and sam neil and it's gonna Juliette overwhelm Lewis your consciousness and giovanna ribisi and burke o'neill and mary poppins and i just i'll probably i don't i don't i don't know what i'm gonna do I don't know what Your I'm going to do. Your brain will cave in on itself and or, you'll fall over. Or what if I reach Nirvana? Oh, so you could go the other direction. What if yeah. I, I reach Nirvana? I'm like, oh, I fucking get it now. Oh, and I give her like an you $8. dollars achieve pure spiritual self-actualization. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, and yeah. I give her like an $8 tip. And she thinks, oh, it's just another pervert tipping me on my boobs. I'm going to go back to B oh, school. $10 tip because you're enlightened. No, well, wow. I, I'm not gonna eight because I just want to give. I just gonna get rid of the twenty. I'm not gonna like add extra ones onto it, right? It's like you're not that enlightened. Yeah, no. But I, I'm like, I got Nirvana, and my wife is like, okay, why did we stop at a bikini barista? Why did you tip her like that? And I'm like, well, I just hit Nirvana, and she's gonna like that's disgusting. And I'm gonna say, I don't care what you say because I, I have Nirvana right now. Here's the problem: I can't then what go around the world and be a what's the kind of Buddhist that doesn't like ascend to nirvana but decides to stick around and teach people there's like a word i don't for know that. i don't know what that's called there's a buddha yeah like you you that's like, a certain level of 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 monkhood yeah i think it's like you figure out nirvana and you're supposed to become one with the universe but you say you know what i'm gonna sacrifice happiness so i can tell the rest of the people how to do this oh, wow that's okay. a buddha thing right i think and like i'm trying to go around telling people Look at me. I'm enlightened. Look, I can levitate shit with my hand. I'm one with the universe, fuckers. I can do whatever I want. Watch this, right? And like, I find some kid and he's like, my name's Vasco Funches. And I go, and now he's talking with a British accent. I say, see, I'm Buddha. So you have to do what I say. And they're like, all right, teach us, father. What is the secret? I say, here's the secret. First of all, you need to get some yogurt, okay? 
You need to get some. It's just not gonna. Although oh there'll probably God. be a few people who do believe me, you know what I'm saying? They'll they're like, and then this barista's like her bikini uh, coffee stand becomes a shrine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And the protein drink becomes like this magic elixir, and people are drinking wow. it. Wow, you really took me on a journey there. Well, that's like Thank I said, what that. I was going to talk about at the beginning of the show. Oh crap! Oh crap! Is it the end of the show now? Yeah. Like literally to the second. Sorry about that. You looked up and boom, it was the end of the show. Yeah. Well, we're going to do another show tomorrow. So, hey, listener, if you didn't like this one, by the time you hear this one, there's more to come. Be another one, maybe. Yeah. Um, hey, I wanted it, to revisit something really quick. Yeah, please. Um, the pronunciation, because we've been talking about pronunciations of words a lot on yeah. this show. So. I'd like to revisit the word Cretan. Okay. We were talking about Cretan. I said, hey, am I a Cretan or a moron or an imbecile or something like that? And you're like, well, that's Cretan. Did I say that? Well, I'll, you know what? Maybe I'll bring the clip because it was interesting. You had me second guessing for a second. I didn't, I didn't mention anything. I just let it go. And I was like, oh, Cretan. Well, I'm an asshole if I said that because one, I'm not sure, and two, I don't think there's. I, I try all to say. All you did, really, all you did was make me curious as to the okay. pronunciation of Cretan and Cretan, and I've heard people say actually Cretan means you know someone from the Isle of Crete, so that's offensive and do to do, and I'm like, eh, no, I think Cretan and Cretan are two different things, or the Isle of Cret or whatever. So I looked it up, yeah. and I just wanted to know that Cretan actually is the word. Embassy. Okay. And uh, if you look up the definitions, treat. Well, I apologize if I corrected your pronunciation because that's a dick thing to do, and I, I, I don't no, want to. You, you did it in a funny way, and then you you admitted that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay. It was, it was just a fun. It was a funny moment. Okay. But Cretan is someone from the Isle of Cret, apparently, and Cretan is a fucking idiot. Okay, so it's it's not Crete, it's not the Isle, it's Cret. I guess that's where I'm still confused. Okay, what if you're what if you're an imbecile and you live on a new island that people have decided to call Crete? Well then, I don't know if I, if you lived in a land called Imbecilia. Yeah. Or what if I you're? I wanted to say that. Before. What if you're from the Midwest and sentence. you pronounce it Crete? Anyway, I, I, look, I just wanted to, to revisit that. A few more speech impediments. Ready? Um, yeah, and then I'm going to revisit something, but we only have two minutes. Go. Um, I think these are speech impediments. They're not okay. just different um, pronunciations of words. So, like, my wife can't say gopher. Wait, she, she has to say she has to say golfer. Wait, she can't say gopher. Yeah. Like the little... And, she, and she'll admit it to you. And then she'll try to say it, but she's got to put that L in there. Golfer. 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 That's cute. It is cute. I hope your son does that too. I'm going to teach my, my mom, son. My mom has a thing where she can't say orange. Okay. I've probably brought that up on this show before. What does she say? But I have I have this bad memory of where I'm trying to get her to pronounce that 
correctly. And uh-huh. I'm like, Mom, orange, orange. And uh-huh. she says, oinge. Oinge. Oinge, which might be like a, a Missouri thing. Could be. Or it might thing. be a, maybe she's even from, it sounds to me like Brooklyn or New York or something. Hey, give me that oinge. oinge. I want an oinge. Yeah. Oinge. Murray. But the thing is, yeah. and I, I still, I have this emotional reaction when I think about this. I'm like, Mom, orange. And she's like, Orange. Were you like orange? And I'm you, like, come on, orange. We're like, mom, listen, orange. it's pronounced orange. Mom, you're not pronouncing yeah. it right. It's orange. Listen, mom. Damn it. Just so go, go for orange. Um, empty. Empty. And and you don't live in Seattle, Washington. No. You live in Seattle, Texas. 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 Seattle, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, real yeah, quick, that's it. super that, fast. That takes care. It took almost the whole show for me to get through my note on uh, <laughs> on <laughs> different pronunciations of words and speech impediments. But we did it. We did that's it. the last one. Last Orange thing. is the last part of the note. Very I'm going to say something, and then we're done, and you have to scream something, because we have like 23 okay. seconds left. You sent me a text saying you laughed when... On our last show, you said, "What does super wings mean?" And I said, "Asshole." That wasn't me. That was Ian. Ian said, "Oh, that. really?" Yeah, he's the genius. Bosco Funches. Oh God! Thank God you didn't say probiotic yogurt.